certain celebrity went on national TV recently to say that although he held a prop gun in his hand, pointed it at the victim, and pulled back the trigger, he's not the one responsible for firing the gun that killed a woman on the set of a movie. Now that the dust has settled on the Oxford school shooting, the parents of the school shooter, Ethan Crumbly, were arrested and charged with involuntary manslaughter. Next on Drowning Verdict, I asked the questions, is the Oxford shooting a true crime case, one that was somehow premeditated by the parents? And also, could the celebrity who cried fake tears over the prop gun killing instead place the blame on Ethan Crumbly, or maybe even his parents? Welcome to Drowning Verdict. I'm Chip Mahoney, and you're listening to my true crime podcast. This is a podcast where I talk about cases out there in the world that fascinate me, and I go more in depth with the case. So thanks a lot for joining me today. You might have found me on my YouTube or my Twitter, which is a good place to uh, get the latest episodes in that format. And if you like what you hear in the sample, click the link in the description to get to the full episode and check it out. If you uh, are on my YouTube, that's a good place to be. You can get full episodes of DV there now, plus my other crime and culture show called Glock Watchers. So think about a sub, come back for more there, and be more part about what I do. And, uh, you know, if you are coming back after subscribing, whether it be on um, Spotify or YouTube, you know what? That's a big deal to me. Thanks so much for being here. You know that I'm an author. I talk about stories, connections, new angles, and maybe, just maybe, some truth here and there. Who knows? You never know in true crime something could uh, come out or be helpful. Um, And as I say in true crime, sharing is caring. So if it's an open and active case, please think about sharing with friends and, uh, you know, just increasing the, the, the discussion there. Keep things top of mind, if you will. Uh, you know, today I'm kind of taking a little, uh, you know, bend in the road. I'm not really focused on a true crime case per se, but I'm asking the question, is the uh, Oxford school shooting a true crime case? You know, the recent um, Oxford school shooting over there in Michigan, um, you know, the devastation that has occurred there with, uh, you know, a 15-year-old taking a gun to school, um, coming out of the bathroom with a, uh, a handgun and, you know, killing four classmates. Then, you know, like the coward that they often are is that they, uh, you know, surrender. Don't shoot me. I, I'm good. You know, take me into custody and, you know, make me famous kind of thing. So the cowardice there, something that I you know, seeing a lot of uh, those shootings is, uh, you know, innocent people, uh, good people dying, and then the real coward is the one with a gun. So the question I pose is the Oxford School shooting a true crime case because the parents of the 15-year-old shooter uh, were recently arrested and charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter, meaning that they were responsible for the shooter pulling the trigger and killing uh, the classmates. And that's what's brought me here today with this episode and something that I want to give you um, because I often talk about a reason. You know, if you listen to me before, there's a reason for the episode. There's a reason to stick with it and, uh, you know, spend the next 10, 15 minutes with me doing what you're doing, but listening to what I've got to say. Um, 
and being part of the conversation. So the word I'm going to give you is the word unprecedented. Yeah, unprecedented. Don't ask me to spell it because that that uh, is kind of hard to do. Uh, but uh, you know what I'm saying? Is it un, um, unprecedented as a word that can describe the Oxford school shooting and what's taking place there. And also another case that you saw recently splashed over national uh, TV. And I've got kind of a a loose tie in there, something that I'm going to kind of say in jest, uh, really, but in a way I'm not kidding because both of them are unprecedented in what has taken place. Uh, The first thing, going back to Oxford School uh, shooting, is that it's unprecedented that the parents of the shooter were brought in um, on this case, that they were charged with a crime, which uh, has not happened before, to my knowledge. We've had a lot of school shootings. We've had a lot of grocery store shootings. We had one recently, this uh, earlier this year, uh, the King Super uh, grocery store in Boulder, Colorado, uh, a mass murder shooting. And you know what? It's usually 99% of the time, 100% of the time before this, that the shooter is the one responsible, whether they're brought into uh, custody or, you know, they take themselves out, but no one else is charged with the murders. And so taking the parents in custody, charging them with four counts of involuntary manslaughter, uh, putting them in prison guard, uh, garb, withholding uh, them or holding them in uh, jail cells for the time being, that's unprecedented. Okay. So <clears throat> I mentioned that. What's the other thing I'm talking about that's unprecedented that we saw uh, lately? Well, I mentioned in the description uh, of the podcast episode um, on YouTube and on Spotify that there was a certain celebrity that we all watched in a interview on national TV about a week or two weeks ago that talked about a shooting and he talked about the gun being in his hand he talked about drawing the gun he talked about pointing the gun and he talks about pulling back the trigger however he said that somebody else was responsible for the woman who died on set who was actually shot by the bullet that came out of that gun so he did everything but fire the gun and it's somebody else's fault now what's unprecedented about that well that in itself is is rare we've i don't think we've ever heard anything like that before it's just silly but the unprecedented thing i'm talking about is the interview itself it is unprecedented and it just doesn't happen that somebody who is under investigation for a homicide gets a national tv interview and the um interviewer is actually the defense attorney putting the client on the stand. So if you look at that interview, you will see that the interviewer is in fact the defense attorney putting the client on the stand and giving them the opportunity to say what they want to say without cross-examination from a prosecuting attorney. So that was all in a bid to build empathy for, oh, I don't know, the shooter who didn't do the shooting something like that i guess they were trying to spin it so that's unprecedented as is the oxford school shooting which is uh you know uh another school shooting case and when people say that you know what thank goodness it wasn't uh worse you know what's worse than losing four kids um you know 
I know that the numbers weren't, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20, but it's one kid is enough. You know, it's, it's worse all around. So I don't buy into that. Um, but it's unprecedented. So as I say, and, you know, and I say it in jest, you know, could the celebrity, you know, eventually put the school shooter or the parents, uh, you know, as the ones that actually pulled the trigger. I mean, because it's just silly what he had to say about doing everything but pulling the trigger and that somebody else is actually responsible for pulling the trigger. So why not? I guess we can in this day and age because you're given the the platform, you have the, the sham interview, you have the sham interviewer who is actually the defense attorney putting you on um putting you on the stand, letting you say what you want to say uh, without cross-examination. So I guess it makes sense that uh, you can put somebody else behind that gun. So why not the school shooter? Why not the parents? I mean, come on. So that stuff is unprecedented. So I'm going <clears> to <throat> let that one go because right now in this episode, it's not so much about the uh, the movie set shooting and what occurred there, that uh, national kind of thing that we've all heard about. Uh, the Oxford School shooting is where I'm focused right now, and that's the title of the episode. Is it a true crime case? Well, if somebody is, uh, or one or two people, like the parents, um, two people that are brought in on four counts of involuntary manslaughter, they're saying that they are responsible. They're saying that they are responsible for the action of of murder, of putting the the gun, the bullets uh, in the hand of the child. And letting the child, um, the risk, letting the child go to school um, and committing the act. Even though the child, the 15-year-old, committed the act, they're saying that the parents are the ones that um, let it happen. So my question is, was it premeditated? Did the parents actually know that there was a chance that their son would take the gun with the with the bolts, the new gun, Um the bullets and taken to school in a backpack or something and open fire on his on his classmates did they think that was a possibility well i don't know if we're going to find that out but what i can say is that in michigan we do know in that state it is a heavy militia state so i don't live there i don't know a whole lot about it but i do know that um in its its past um you know, you can look at anything from like a Michael Moore film or some other information about Michigan. And it's just shown that people are really into, um, for the most part, as compared to other states, they're into militia gathering, the right to bear arms. Um, they know how to use weaponry. They have uh, not just uh, a handgun, but they have automatic weapons and they do gather in certain places. So I would just say Michigan as a whole is, is a is a, a really um, big gun state, I would imagine. That's just what uh, my feeling is about it after so much uh, information I've gathered over the years through the news and through some of those um, documentaries. So I bring that up because I don't think it's unusual then for parents to be involved with uh, children to um maybe go out to a gun range and shoot a gun or to purchase a gun on a special occasion such as a birthday or a holiday go out to a gun range talk about guns now yes it should be about gun safety and how to handle um, a gun whether it's hunting animals or just doing it uh, for sport 
uh, such as like target practice. But I, I just don't think that there's anything unusual about that um, as the kind of state that we're in. If we're in a different state that isn't gun friendly, that, uh, you know, um, the general public there is is more anti-gun, then I would say that uh, it kind of levels up. It would level up to say, yeah, the, the parents knew about the risk and they were just playing with fire and they did um, allow this to happen more often or more so than than the other way, than the other way around. But I would just happen to to think that in the state of Michigan that this is not uncommon. I would imagine that there are other parents out there in the past, probably not so much right now, but in the past who have um, taken their children out to gun ranges to learn about guns, to fire guns for sport, hunting, um, high-powered rifles, semi-automatic handguns. I don't think that's too unusual. So bringing the parents into court, um, which we saw the other day, um, they're being held in jail, they're in prison garb. Um, that's unprecedented. It is, it's like the, um, seeing the family split apart and the other families that are affected because their, their kids were killed or the, the kids escaped at the school and they're just, they're going to be traumatized for life. That's just a very sad, sad deal, but it's also very sad that this family is just split apart. Now, was that by their own doing? Did they purposely put the gun in the hand, the bullets in the gun, um, and everything so that the son could do it and not not get caught? Well, I think with the um, what's been uh, put in the news as far as the mother uh, saying, "Hey, you know, don't just get you know, don't get caught next time," that sort of thing, and and not paying attention to what the teachers are saying and not being disciplined and they kind of had their own way of grooming their child i think that's um that's kind of a special case there um i i think that's uh you know not someone being a parent it's someone uh being uh, rather deviant themselves so it tells me that the parents are more um, anti-establishment and kind of make up their own rules. But as far as premeditation and uh, willingly uh, through thought, action, and uh, talking to their child in private, um, I can't see that they would be, um, you know, guilty of actually firing the gun, of, of actually being the ones behind it and the son was just a an extension of them that they can't be in the school because they're not school children they're adults so they can't go to the school they can't go into the bathroom they can't go into the classroom the child can because they attend that school so i don't know how they're going to be able to um you know make those charges stick but my feeling is that um if they've been able to do this so far unprecedented that we've never seen this before i don't think in any other state or any other case we've had a lot of school shootings we've had a lot of uh, movie theater shootings we've had grocery store shootings we've had religious um, event shootings you name it um we've never seen anyone other than the shooter brought into court um put in jail with a threat of staying there for 10 to 20 years or so uh, which I would imagine for an involuntary manslaughter is, is something of that nature in Michigan. So that is unprecedented. And 
it says to me that when I bring up the question, is the Oxford school shooting a true crime case? I say that it would be if the parents were actually involved in planning, plotting, and uh, like so many other shooters, having a book or a list of people that they're going to kill. They either write it in a book, they post it online, they create some stupid video, and they start mentioning names. This kid, from what I understand, just said, you know, I'll see you tomorrow, Oxford, something like that. Not a particular student that he was calling out, unless, you know, I'm told otherwise. So I don't see how the the parents could um, be guilty of planning, plotting, and, you know, going about it so that the child could be an extension of what uh, their motive is to eliminate people at the school. And I just don't, I don't, I just don't see that, but I see the reaction. I see the emotion and I see the, um, you know, people, uh, in the justice system wanting to do something and take an extra step, um, that hasn't been taken before to start holding people responsible that are related to the shooter, uh, whether it's, uh, friends or our family members. And so to me, in the future, I don't think that we're going to have any less shootings than we have now. That there were, of course, uh, you know, we've already had uh, King Super this year uh, in Boulder, Colorado. And you just go back the last three to five years and there's probably 10, 20 shootings a year, whether it's uh, at a church, whether it's at a grocery store, whether it's at a public event, a school, you name it, there's a, there's a shooting. And I don't think that's going to... Um, dissipate, especially with the way that the economy is, with uh, the rise in inflation and all the things that we have to deal with outside of, um, you know, these these types of crimes, these types of acts and events that I don't see that going down. So I see that either staying the same or possibly increasing. But what I also see is that if these uh, parents are actually charged, um, you know, convicted of it and they do uh, make those involuntary manslaughter charges stick, then they're going to get 10 to 20 years, whatever it might be. And other cases that happen that come up, then the people that are friends, family, however they're related to that shooter, that killer, they're going to be in danger themselves. I think that's pretty scary. That's pretty scary because ultimately the 15 year old was somebody who um, was calculated himself um he was the one who you know planned plotted he said you know he's going to see the school tomorrow he didn't call it any names to my knowledge but he was not what i'm saying he wasn't mentally ill he wasn't you can't say that you know these people that do these crimes that somehow they they can't put one foot in front of the other they can do that they they have a motive they have a, a purpose and the purpose is is this evil that they're they're going to um you know, do when they, they uh, go to school the next day. And we saw that in Florida, of course, the famous case there. And now this one. So the shooter is always the one who is um, the responsible because if they were mentally ill, if they were incapacitated somehow, they're crazy, there's no way that they could actually get themselves there. They'd already be in a hospital somewhere. They wouldn't even be able to put one foot in front of the other. But so much of the time, they're able to plan plot scheme you know 
And uh, in this case, it seems like, you know, the parents definitely encouraged behavior, but, you know, behavior outside of, you know, normal behavior of being a, you know, a good person or a good student. Um, but to put the gun in the hand, the bullet in the hand, uh, the bullet in the gun and to pull the trigger, um, you know, that's on, that's on the shooter. That's on the shooter, in my opinion. So I don't see this as a true crime case because I just see it as the emotions running rampant and they want something extra because you know what? You can't bring back those deaths. You can't, um, you can't rewind and they just don't want to go through the same thing where the shooter is just another kid that gets an interview, just another book that's made. They want somebody else to be held accountable. And so that's unprecedented to me. Doesn't make it a true crime case. It makes it something that is just different uh, from, you know, what uh, what things are like, and uh, that's going to change in the future. So it's scary to me in a way that other people in the future that know somebody who is a shooter um, in the future can be held accountable, because how can they know that the shooter is actually going to roll in that one day and make. Uh, you know, uh, make good on something that uh, maybe they said out of the side of their mouth or they said in joking based on their personality because that person is ultimately responsible for what they do. As we all are, we're all responsible for our actions. We cannot blame anyone else unless you're the celebrity I had mentioned before. Then you can go on national TV. You can say, yes, I had the gun in my hand. Here's how I pointed it. Here's what happened. I pulled back the trigger. But I didn't, I didn't pull the trigger. I pulled back the, uh, cocked it back, but I didn't pull it. Well, who, <laughs> who else is, who else did it then? Only if you're a celebrity, can you get away with that? And that, that's something that is unprecedented as well. What do you think about it? Um, you know, it's, I say that in jest. I just think it's ridiculous there, uh, for what happened on that movie set. And, uh, you know, maybe you could just take it a step further and just blame the Oxford shooter or the parents that, hey, they were they were the ones that pulled the the trigger. You know, I cocked it back, but they pulled it. You know, if you can get an interview and have the support of a network, have a sham interviewer who is a defense who's playing the role of the defense attorney, putting you on the stand without cross examination from a prosecuting attorney to say what you want to say to gain empathy, then who knows? Maybe in the future, somewhere down the line. They could blame somebody who's a school shooter or a grocery store shooter. You know, just put them there. Why not? If you can get away with what you did on national TV, why not just go take it a step further and do that? That's how ridiculous it is. So this Chip Mahoney, I'm signing off uh, today on Drowning Verdict. I don't think it's a true crime case. I think it's a sad case. I think it's... Um, something that's all too familiar now but it is unprecedented that we see the parents now being held responsible and it's my guess that they are going to be held responsible they're going to be not only charged but tried and convicted uh 10 to 20 years you know and it's just sad because nobody wins the family is se separated and uh, all the other families that have lost they can't gain anything so we'll see in the future how people are affected by shooters that they're going to be held responsible indirectly and that also opens another thing for not just the shooting but other crimes as well that if somebody commits a crime that you could be held responsible for it not sure that's a, a good thing for society but you can tell me this chip mahoney sign off on drowning verdict thanks for joining me i'm out